Hi, I'm Jackie Jones and welcome to my podcast, Living Life Being Human, the number one podcast for anxiety, stress and mental health support. Don't forget to click subscribe to be notified of my latest podcast episodes. And if you get any value from this podcast, please support me by leaving a review. It really does help me out and it motivates me to keep making these podcasts. You can connect with me on social media at Jackie Jones Coaching and subscribe to my YouTube channel to get weekly videos all around anxiety, stress and mental health. I hope you enjoy this episode. So as promised on my last, ep- I can't even speak, my last episode, I've got a really special guest. I did um, a guest appearance on Kai's podcast, so she's returning the favour. Um, so I would like to introduce Kai, um, Kai Graham from the Parent and Teen Coach. Um, Kai is a best-selling author of the Teen Toolbox, equipping parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence, which I think everybody who has an adolescent in the house should buy that. She also hosts a podcast, Parenting Teen Toolbox, and I love listening to it. Listen to the last podcast and I was in there 100%. I'm a parent. I might be a therapist, but I'm a parent as well and I get triggered. Um, She speaks on many topics relating to the challenges that adolescents can bring, anxiety and mental health issues, communication breakdowns between parents and teens, conflict and arguments within the home. Yeah, I'm there with that one. Um, confidence issues that kids often face during puberty. My son doesn't suffer from that at all, I must say. Um, <laughs> Kai does this to help parents feel more confident so they can better support and understand their teenagers. Because let's face it, the goalposts have changed somewhat since they were on teenage years, 100%. And, and Kai's mission is to help parents to support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Um, she believes that teenagers get a bad press. Her qualifications are never ending and endless. So using her background as master practitioner in coaching and NLP and timeline therapy, together with her experience with Childline, the UK's leading charity providing 24 hour counselling services for young people, Kai wants to help families break down the barriers and communicate better to help build stronger relationships. Wow. Welcome, Kai. Thank you so much. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. So thank you, Jackie. Um, I think we we do similar things. Our background is quite similar, um, a kind of a shift from a previous um, career. Talk a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Oh, God, I, I, I'm a master of reinvention, um, a, a sort of chameleon of sorts. I, I started off in the city in my 20s. Um, suffered from huge imposter syndrome and was really relieved um, when I sort of could find an excuse to get out of it. Um, And that was sort of motherhood and pregnancy and all that. Suddenly I realised that um, it wasn't a thriving environment for a young mum. So I got out. Um, And then I did the sort of stay-at-home mum bit in my 30s and realised after a while that there was more to life than the school run. Um, So I reinvented myself and in the 40s I became um, a a portrait and wedding photographer and I was able to sort of see that family life wasn't actually as fabulous as those wonderful pictures on the walls um, sort of wanted to sort of try and imitate. Um, and then sort of, um, I think it was the it was the death of my dad where I sort of hit a, a, a sort of 
I, I guess a block because basically what happened was you cannot as a wedding and portrait photographer go well listen um my dad's really ill and if he takes a nosedive then I won't be at your wedding I hope that's all right I mean you can't you can't do that to brides it's not fair so I hung up my camera and then sort of went through the grieving process after dad died and just couldn't find my mojo and and just I, I went to see a life coach because I just couldn't pick myself up. And what I realized was that my business values were very different to my personal values. And um, I basically, you know, we sort of did a bit of threshing about and worked it all out. And I sort of said, Jerry, can I actually give up photography altogether? And he went, my darling girl, it's your life. You can do what the heck you like. So what do you want to do? And it was then that I realized I wanted to make people feel how he just made me feel giving women permission to do something that they really want to do. Because many of us lose our identity after motherhood or lose our confidence or menopause kicks in or, you know, so I was supporting mums in messy breakups or after mastectomies and stuff like that. But then I, at the same time, I joined Childline. What started to happen was that mums were going, listen, I know I need help, but sort my child out, you know. And I suddenly realised that actually there was no support there for teens. There was lots of stuff for um, little ones and mums and toddler group. And is this, you know, does this look the right contents of a nappy or, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. that is or toddler taming or, you know, but as soon as the problems get meatier, everyone just shuts up and says nothing yeah. because we are not wanting to portray our kids because we are not wanting to paint them in a bad light because we know that inherently good kids but they're struggling or they are going off the rails or they're being arsy and we don't want also we don't want people to know here's the mum guilt that oh my god I've been parenting for long enough and I don't know what the heck I'm doing yeah um so it all goes quiet so that's why I sort of sort of you know evolved into being a parent and team coach because been there done that got the blimmin t-shirt my kids are 20 somethings now um and the teenage years can be isolating they can be confusing they can be scary they they can be wonderful they can be exciting they can be you know but um no one really tells us how to communicate with our kids um and when they don't communicate back in their teen years that's tricky so yeah that's it i talk to a lot of parents about do you know when they're saying that my teen doesn't talk to me it's kind of like they've took their eye off the ball um, it, communication hasn't been a big issue when children are younger because they come in and they tell us everything what they've done at school what the friend said what they have for lunch and then suddenly it starts to to wean off and if we take our eye off the ball with the communication it's so easy for it to get less and less and less I think it's something that we take for granted yeah we take for granted that our child is going to sort of tell us all about what's going on you never guess what happened on the bus today and then suddenly and you say so gradually sometimes you know lots of parents will say to me they went upstairs last night fine and they've come downstairs like Kevin and Perry it's just yeah. gone bonkers who this child has morphed into something like literally overnight yeah. and it, it catches us unawares and then we don't know what to do and we panic and we go all needy and yes. it's just, oh tell me what's wrong oh listen well, you used to be fine we used to have such fun together and then the kids because they are wired for independence are suddenly sort of going would you ever just shut up and leave me alone and understandably who wants that needy please talk to me I don't yeah. Yeah. you know so it's it's a matter of us trying to readjust to the new role of a parent of a teenager 
Yeah. And I think you touched on a really valid point as well. One of the things I learned when I was doing my training, it's called the three P's, permission, protection, and potency. And yeah. Giving parents permission is a massive thing. When you said to your life coach, you know, he gave you permission to put your camera down. And I think sometimes parents need permission and support yep. that do you know what I mean good enough yep. is okay there is no such thing as a perfect parent perfect teenager perfect life it doesn't exist exactly and and this is what I'm finding in my in my group I've got a, a, a sort of membership group and the mums are sort of going, literally sort of saying am I doing it right tell yeah. me tell me what to do next tell, and the thing is is that yes you can give advice yes you can sort of say try this but it's it it's only the parent that really knows their child the best yeah. and so one piece of and what I, I implore any parent to go is yes be a sponge inhale everything if you like that's great if that works for you but at the end of the day go with your gut go with really do you know what that ain't gonna work with my child or oh my god yeah thank you that 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 is going to work brilliantly because we forget to tune into who we are we have been with our child for all these blimmin' years ups and downs and we know them better than anyone else yeah. better than you or I Jackie better you know we can offer the guidance and we can give the tools but it's up to the parent to go do you know what that ain't gonna work for me yeah. but I think the thing is is what I am finding is still parents are needing the guidelines are needing the tools and there in in that lies the confidence to go do you know what I'm doing all right yeah yeah and being in a the membership that you've got is brilliant do you know what I mean to, to be amongst like-minded people, to be amongst a supportive, you know, one of my catchphrases and my tagline is we're better together. Totally. You know, and social media puts out so much stuff, pictures of happy families and, and everything, and it's not reality. But if we're no. comparing ourselves and our parenting to that, it, it, our confidence takes a hell of a knock. And the I'm other thing, touching on what you say, it's about what feels right for us as parents. Knowing our children is brilliant. But if we're going against what we want to do because we think it's right to do yeah. something else, yeah. we're not we're not 100% in. We're, we're not being authentic with it. We're faking it. <laughs> and I think that's the problem is the fact that when we are spiralling down, when we're struggling, when we feel isolated, when we don't have the confidence and we're confused and we're getting all this information we we lose we lose connection of our own inner inner radar and that's when we're sort of going god will someone just help me here yeah. and and that's understandable I mean you know I, I've been doing that in business and suddenly I realized you know what? I'm following everyone else's model and and it's it's not right and it feels wrong and it's grating tell you what Kai do what suits you best and it's it was that oh my gosh and that's what we forget about because we're all we're being fed all this stuff do this do that and and you know with it's it's just it's, it's the same with homeschooling it's the same you know oh my god so many parents are feeling overwhelmed and going I've got all this information and my child won't do anything and well then it's not your job to educate your child yeah. it is your job to be a guidance whilst they are doing this online learning and and so we need to connect back with us and our inner selves and what we stand for and what our child needs and yeah. 100%. And I know, you know, as a psychotherapist, I really struggled in the early days on what 
what image I want to portray. And as a parent, you know, I talk quite a lot about my son. I always ask his permission. He's fine for me to post stuff on my page. He's, he's not very private in that respect. But it, it's about, you know, how much do I say I'm struggling? Should I not have all the answers as a psychotherapist and coach? I've been through the training. I should know all of this, but I get triggered by my son. Do I tell people that? Or are they going to think, I'm not going to talk to her she doesn't know what she's doing how can she tell me what she's doing yeah but I think people connect with authentic people well that's it and and the, I, I'm, I've been going through exactly the same thing and um, I am a mum of two kids and one of them is still does has historically struggled a lot with his mental health and um, my mentor was chatting to me sort of you know last month and he was going you know come on Kai why would people believe you why why you sound so bloody perfect and I went <laughs> oh no 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 tears started the whole lot and I went no no I am going through that struggle and the problem was is the fact that a bit like you sort of said with with Jack my son Jack he hadn't spoken about it publicly so it wasn't really my story to tell so even yeah. though I could empathize I couldn't show that and then just recently he published a blog post and it was whoa right and actually tomorrow I'm going to be recording um, some podcast interviews with him brilliant and now yeah, now I can start talking about right okay I'm in the trenches and I might not have a team but I've got a child that is still struggling yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to do that. I think we need to do, be real. I mean, you know, come on, when you all look at Instagram and you see all this glossy stuff, it's it's good to see influencers, celebrities actually being real and, yeah. and, and just giving us a break, you know, um, yeah. and we, we need to educate our kids. that. All and I, I resonate so much with what you've just said. My eldest was in the military for eight years. He did photos in Afghanistan and suffered massively with PTSD. But he never spoke about it. You know, I I recommended him go and see somebody, but I was his mum. So whatever training I had, he wasn't, he wouldn't take it from me because I was mum. Yes. What do you, you know? know? I, I, I'm getting that. And yeah. Jack sort of comes back and he sort of says, oh, my God, I'm sounding like you. And I went, oh, yeah, well, now you realise that I don't talk a load of rubbish the whole time. Exactly. He's just coming yeah. back and repeating some of the things that I have said to him in the past. And I think, well, thank God, he might not, he might not think he's listening, but it's obviously resonating. But it, it reminds me of when our kids start school. Do you know what I mean? And everything the teacher says is gospel. Oh God, yeah. We've been saying it for, for ages, but it, just in one ear and out the other. But if Mrs. Yeah. Robinson in you know reception class says it, then it's like a revelation. <laughs> I, I'm not precious whoever can help my children oh. alongside me go for it yeah well, the, I mean, you're right and this is what we you know this is what I say to my clients as well is it doesn't don't take this personally this is not all about you yeah. it's however your child can be fixed in air quotes or however your child can find the answers or get the support they need Jack would is, is talking to me a bit more um but he, the, 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 his go-to person, he has a number of people that he support, is, supports him, not just mental health, but lots of other things. Yeah. But the person he goes to is my brother, is his uncle. And hurrah, I don't want yeah. to know what's, what's discussed. Is Jack feeling better after a conversation? Hell yeah. Well, yeah. then good. That's yeah. all that I need to know. It's not about me. Yeah. And I found with my son, you know, particularly when he was still serving, I was trying to protect him 
by not telling him how I was feeling. And he was trying to protect me from not telling me what he was going for out there. And we just missed each other so much because yeah. we were that concerned about protecting each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but, but I think that that's a, so, and that's right. But I think there is also that happy balance is um, we have to watch out that when our child, if our child opens up to us, that we remove the emotion from the conversation because there is nothing worse than, oh, I, I don't really want to hear how awful you're feeling because it makes me sad or it makes me upset. We should not be putting the responsibility of our emotions onto our kids. 100%, um, yeah. And our kids need to feel as though we are a safe landing ground, but not the fact that we are adding to their burden of making, you know, their, their feelings making us feel bad because yeah. that is just, well, that, that, that's just going to shut the doors in communication anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's important to remove, remove emotion and um, just try and validate what they're feeling. Yeah. And, and again, you know, we're really good with the mummy guilt. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's my fault that they're struggling. It's my fault that I didn't do this when they were five years old. And it's, it's yeah. down to me. Exactly like you say, we need to take ourselves out of the equation and don't keep turning yeah. it in on. What us. did I do wrong? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And maybe that's the reason why, you know, when you say that your son speaks to his uncle, you know, we need support around us in order to support the people yeah. around us, if that makes and, sense. And likewise, it's, it's you know, it, it, it's for, for parents listening to this, you know, the, the onus is not on you. The onus on you is to find the support that is yeah. right for your child. Now, it could be uncles, it could be teachers, it could be pastors, it could be you or I, Jackie, it doesn't matter who it is, but whoever it is, there's got to be that trust, that relationship, and also that confidentiality that mum or whoever doesn't hear about it yeah. all. Because that's, yeah. you know, that's one thing I say is um, to, to sort of parents who come to me, you know, the fix my child bit is, oh, cool. yeah, absolutely fine. That's great. But you do realise that you're going to hear absolutely nothing about the conversation from me because unless obviously it's life threatening. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, our, our, our kids need safe places safe people to sort of you know to, to confide in yeah yeah because it's quite tricky out there and I think that's really good about you know the stuff that you do because it is working with the parent separate from the child because yeah. often you know I know I bring my own childhood into how I parent whether yeah. I want to parent the same way that I was parented or do the complete opposite Yes. And I get triggered, you know, by what my son is going through. What was so, I doing at his age? You know, yeah. how was my parenting done to me? You know, all yeah. that sort of stuff. So we kind of relive our own childhood through our oh, parenting. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, if you can separate the parents out and maybe support them separate from their child, it's a win-win in my mind. Well, I think the thing is, is also if you've got the parent and child in the same room or, you know, sitting on the same sofa, the child's just not going to open up. They're going to say the things that mum or dad or whoever the, you know, significant other is, is whatever they think that they want to hear. Yeah. And it's only when you sort of have that, um, you know, you have that break and it's just a one on one that that's when you start are able to break down what barriers there are. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I've seen parents, what the way that I tend to work it, or I did when I was seen face to face, was I would see them together for the first session 
and then individually and then come back together and you know it, it was it was quite flexible in in how I approached yeah. it for each yeah. you know parent and child because sometimes they wanted to come together um yeah. you know the child was was very I don't know I'm an ex-foster carer and a lot of the children were very loyal to their parents no matter what had gone on you know so they don't want to say things that their parents have done for fear of them being judged or feeling yeah. like they've betrayed the parents or whatever it is there's a whole heap load of psychological stuff that goes on when you're seeing a parent and child together face to yeah. face so yeah. you know to be able to see them individually to just be them is really important I think oh absolutely yeah yeah and that's it and, and what we have to remember when you sort of say you know treating them individually what we have to remember is uh, parents of more than one child is that one child is very different to the other so you know one way of communicating is it, it might work with child a but certainly not with child b so it's it's and it's a matter of you know working out you know and, and i think this is the thing is that you know you sort of go through with your first child and you think okay i think i've got it now i think i think i know what this parenting lark's all around and then child two comes along and it's bam oh my god the goalposts have changed and i and that's where our sort of ego comes in and sort of you know and we start worrying again is the fact that we've got it wrong and we don't know what we're doing and thought we thought we should do and you know but we have to understand that these parental waters are quite choppy sometimes and um, it's it's hard to navigate them the same with, yeah, different, yeah. You know, with different kids. I think I, I've kind of, you know, inadvertently or totally by accident fallen on my feet with having Kai, it's same name as you, it sounds funny calling you Kai when I've got a Kai at home. <laughs> Um, but my elder two are kind of a middle ground. They're a safe haven for him because I'm old and past it and I know nothing. But his older brother and sister are kind of, they're, they're in their early 30s, but they're not that far away from him and social yeah. media and being cool. Yeah. So he does tend to talk to his older brother and his brother-in-law a lot about, plus I'm a single parent. So if he's got any stuff going, maybe I shouldn't say this if it's going out, but about his man bits, I don't know what it's like to have one of them. So, yeah. you know, I will steer him towards his older yeah. brother or his and brother that's, that's why to just talk man stuff. Well, that's why kids need just more than one person to turn to. Yeah. And, you know, and, and in fact, we all do, for goodness sake. We can't, yeah. we can't rely on just one person to sort out every area of our lives, you know. So why, why should our kids? And, and, and I think the thing is, is single parent or not, I think when we sort of are, when we um, start the sort of, you know, the, the, the maternal journey, um, we are very much sort of, you know, the, the centre of our child's universe. And that can be really, really, really hard letting go and sort of realising that other people are better at helping your child at god whatever it is emotions yeah. or physical bits or sports bits or whatever i think the thing is is we have to we have to relinquish the reins a little bit yeah yeah and it's difficult i think that's one of the the things is to you know at what point do we say i've done i've done my work now go fly go be free and live your life i'm here to support you nah i'm still doing it with my 32 year old no <laughs> Nice. It's a nice thought. <laughs> it's, I mean, my, my two flew the nest at sort of 16 and 18. Um, I, I was an empty nester then. It happened within sort of two weeks. They both left at the no, same no. time. No, no. 
and, <laughs> and it, that that was a real shock to my system now 10 years later they're both in the same house with me right now thanks to coronavirus yeah. um you know so I, I I've got the sort of you know the, the the best of both worlds my kids are home you know we we they came back for an extended Christmas Boris then sort of you know changed all the rules and they can't get back to London um, <laughs> lucky me um so we're learning it's you know it's really interesting learning how to parent if I'm, i i don't even think i should parent them um you know but it's it's sort of living coexisting in the same house having been an empty nester for 10 years and blimmin' they're they're all back yeah. which is great but it's it's new territory so it's just trying to it's work it's interesting for me my daughter um she produced a wonderful grandson for me two and a half nearly three years ago now and oh, it is wonderful. so interesting to be an observer of her parenting one how much it's changed since I was parenting I bet but also looking at his development through a psychotherapy point of view as opposed to being a mum to yeah. just see you know he's is at the age of three now and he's starting to push the boundaries you know, he won't just sit and eat his dinner. He wants to have a toy and he wants to play and just just watching the normal development as yeah. a bystander rather than being in it is amazing. It's it, it, it really is amazing to watch. And but having said that, you know, and but don't you remember what it was like as the new mum of sort of, oh, my God, am I doing it right? Oh, my God, they're going to choke. Oh, my God, they're standing on the top step. And it, all this sort of, you know, all, all, all these sort of mixed feelings. Yeah. And now I guess as the grandparent, there's that and and obviously with your professional hat on. But it's just being being able that that freedom to observe rather yeah. than sort of be the safety blanket the whole blooming time. So, yeah, yeah. It, I, I just I. It, it, to be fair, I love my job and, and the, you know, the psychotherapy and development side of things just fascinates me. How, how we all end up, you know, so unique and individual. We start yeah. off the same. We've got the same sort of organs and vaguely yeah. look similar. We've got two arms, two legs and everything. But yet the end result is we are unique. And that and, fascinates me. And quite right too. How boring if we were all so grey and safe. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> so I I read somewhere on, I think it was um, a live that you did about some top tips for communicating with teens. Oh God, yeah. Well, especially the thing is, and, and this is this is even sort of more sort of relevant now because we are in that this sort of uh, lockdown quarantine if you're if you're in the States or wherever. Um and we are really, you know, sort of prior to lockdown, our kids used to come in, they were knackered, they threw the sort of, you know, the, the, the school bag on the floor and sort of disappear up to their room. And that was fine. And that's the sort of behavior we expected. Now, we're, we've sort of got these poor little mites under a microscope and yeah. we are, are able to watch them sort of, you know, in, in at home the whole time. They can't get out. They are feeling imprisoned. They're desperate for independence. They can't wait to see their mates. Um, and all they've got is us. Bless them. Um, <laughs> and and they they sort of need to control something. And one of the sort of things that they are, can use to control is communication conversation or lack of it and and I say as I sort of said earlier when that starts breaking down we turn into we turn into teenagers ourselves I really need you to speak to me yeah. and and we we sort of get arsy and we 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 take sort of you know we take umbrage and and sort of start sulking why won't they just tell me what's wrong and and that's not really the way 
to communicate, in my humble opinion. I've got an exercise which is called the three questions, and it breaks down the barriers for parents to be able to get information from their children so that the parents are happy enough that, yeah, okay, my child's doing okay. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that for kids, it's really easy and it's really short and your parents will be saying less to you rather than saying more. Yeah. So it's called three questions. And um, the, the, basically the, the, the premise of this is you have to abide by the rules, but you also have to discuss this exercise with your child so they know what the heck's going on. Yes. You know. So the first question is, what is your number? And what we're asking there is on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling, dear? Is yeah. it sort of, you know, one being really dark, possibly suicidal, really struggling, dark thoughts, can't even get out of bed in the morning, to 10, tripping through the sort of tulips, it's rainbows and unicorns, just leave me alone, I'm having a wonderful time. Yeah. So your child will be able to start, um, you know, sort of once they know, is that all you want? You're on a number. Okay, I can do that. What we have to remember, and, and you know, we have to remember that uh, one child's one child's four could be someone yes. else's six. So don't yes. sort of sit there and go, oh my God, John is on a four and actually he's feeling fine. You yeah. know, the benefit of this, and I would say about this exercise is use it once a day. Don't overdo it. Don't do it once an hour because otherwise it's going to lose its impact. Yeah. But, and things um, shift moment to moment as well. Oh our, our mental health and how we feel our state that's, of mind is a moving target. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. But the more we sort of, of try and use it daily you know or, you know throughout the day then it's just like oh seriously give me a break you yeah. know just go away so we need to sort of do it but what it does is it gives the parent the benchmark of well okay well today was a four but yesterday was a three so we're doing better or yeah. yesterday was a seven and oh my gosh today's a three so okay i need to just watch see what's yeah. going on. so that's the first question the second question is what is your word and what you're looking for here is a describing word for how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so it could be optimistic. It could be, um, you know, sad. It could be betrayed. It could be confused. It could be, you know, loads of hopeful. It, it could be whatever. I mean, yeah. fine, shit, doesn't really work because it's not terribly describing. But yeah. the benefit of this is that it actually starts helping your child get into touch with their own emotional language yeah. and it, it increases their vocabulary because they probably go angry and you went oh okay well is this angry the same as yesterday's angry and no 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 yesterday I was really pissed off because I submitted some work and it got lost in the whatever and my teacher shouted at me okay well wh why are you angry today oh well I'm probably just hungry or well so-and-so said something really mean to me or you know I'm mad at myself or whatever so it helps build that sort yeah. of um, that emotional sort of vocabulary and it helps you get an understanding of what's the snapshot of what your child's going through and then the third question is do you want to talk and I can guarantee firsthand knowledge that 95% of the time it'll be no, 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 you're all right, thanks. No, no, I'm fine. No, no. Oh, God. And you have to abide by that. The rule is you just have to back off and yeah. go, right, OK, I'm here if you need me. Yeah. And what that sort of says is I've got your back. What that sort of says is I'm here for you without you sort of going, I really need to hear what's going on. Um, and so what happens is that your child sort of suddenly realizes or begins to realize, oh, okay, 
this exercise has really worked because I've given a number, I've given a word, and now they've just shut up. That's cool. Yeah. But, you know, and so it gives the child the space because I think the thing is, is someone, you know, we, we are desperate to find out what's going on in our child's head. And yet half the time they can't even process it themselves. They have no idea. And they, you know, why are you asking me all these things when I don't even know what's going on? You know, I see kids and they go, I don't know what's going on. I feel bleak. I feel shit. It just feels dark. It feels rubbish. And I don't know what it is. And, and you know, that's where a lot of them start off because they haven't processed. They don't know what yeah. to do. And I think sometimes parents misunderstand that when we, if we I always say to them, don't ask lots of why questions. Why did you do that? Yes. Why are you yes. saying that? Why? Why? And when they say they don't know why, they're being completely honest. Yes. The majority yes. of the time, they don't know why yes. they. This, do something. It's just more of a feeling. Yeah. 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 And no, I know for me, if I'm going some through something, I don't know why I do it. No, I pull up the drawbridge and don't want to speak, yeah. so I totally get it. Yeah. 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 But the, the the thing is, is when your child goes, yeah, okay, yeah, I do want to talk don't jump on them like a rash do oh okay that's cool now listen do you want to talk now or do you want to take the dog for a walk or do you want to get your thoughts together and maybe we'll speak sort of later or you know and and it's uh, removing that needy parent again is yeah. oh okay or do you want to go for a drive and find out what suits your child best and so that it gives them the space so they don't feel as though they are under the microscope yeah. and being judged and sort of stuff like that because that's hard but so if and when that magical moment comes when they go yeah I think I might like to talk just take a step back breathe and and don't overreact and go that's really cool I'm, yeah. I'm pleased yeah. because yeah I want and to sometimes it, you know it's a standing joke in my family I've always been a talker um with my you know come on sit down and we'll have a chat tell me what's going on you know if yeah. they've done something wrong I always gave them the opportunity to to talk about it yeah and that was my nursery nursing training my eldest used to say mom can you not just hit me and get it over with <laughs> because the thought of <laughs> sitting down at the table and telling me he's in a more I thought yeah. I was doing a good job the reality was he didn't want to do all of that he yeah. just wanted me to give him a punishment and let him carry on with his life yeah so, yeah you know and with the foster children they used to talk to me while they were stirring the gravy cooking Sunday dinner they didn't want the focus on That's them it. so That's what you're it. saying about giving them the opportunity of how and when they have that talk yeah I think is brilliant it's on I mean, the terms well one dad sort of said to me he's sort of you know having followed this sort of three questions thing he's worked out how you know how to do it his way so what he does is he sort of says to his kids um I go for a walk at 10 o'clock every day that's it and if anyone wants to join me you're welcome and if brilliant. you don't you know yeah. and so the kids know sort of shit I'm having a hard time I think actually I might talk to dad hmm, maybe I'll do the 10 o'clock walk and that might just help and it could start off with yeah yeah I just need a bit of fresh air and yeah. you know and and but it's just it's giving them the opportunity to because I think especially our kids are as teenagers are wanting to be independent they are wanting to have control they are so struggling with the control bits at the minute because of covid and they're having yeah. to stay put at home and blah 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 so giving them back that choice 
um, is worth its weight in gold and it's allowing them to go at their own pace. Yeah. And that is what, and, and you know, so there's three questions. So many parents are going, this is really weird. My child now doesn't sort of spend all the time in their room. And I went, yeah, because they're not going to get the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, because you're not going to sit there and sort of do it. the needy parent thing. Yeah. They know the rules are that they can sit on the sofa with the dog and not have a barrage of questions from mum or dad. Yeah. Um, and so actually parents are saying, I'm seeing more of my child. And, yeah. and one mum said, do you know what? I'm getting to know my child and, and he's quite nice. So well, thank God for that. You know, but <laughs> it's, that's a relief. And, and it's so the, the, the sort of, you know, the benefits are legion by actually, and this is what my strap line is, is sort of, you know, um, you know, bringing families together by parenting less is that you actually do less but get more from your kids, if that makes sense. That's brilliant. I love it. I love the concept. I love the concept of the the, the structure, the three questions. Yeah. You know, that, that we're not pinning them down to to tell us what's going on. They've got the yeah. freedom and the choice and everything. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. One of the things my son always becomes a major philosopher at bedtime. That's the time when he wants to open up and tell me. Yeah. everything that's gone on in his life and the world and everything yeah. sometimes some days I'm okay with it and then other days I'm like yeah whatever just go to bed <laughs> he's, he's, he's very good at manipulating situations is my yes opinion. well particularly because he knows I won't ever shut him down it goes exactly. against my grain so it's like yeah let's he's learned hasn't he so yeah. you know yeah. good for him <laughs> yeah and th- th- I think that's one of the things I'm finding it more difficult to keep one step ahead. When they're younger, it's easy. We can kind of predict and we know what's coming next. But as they yes. grow up, it's it's hard to keep one step ahead of them, intelligent-wise. It, oh, well, I, I, intelligence-wise, <laughs> I mean, my, my kids leave me standing sometimes. But I think, you know, I think the sort of the trick is, is yes, to be one step ahead. But I, I always say when you move from parenting a between a young child to parenting a, a, a teenager, you're moving from manager role to mentor role. And so actually we don't have to have all the answers anymore. We don't have to, a step ahead emotionally is the good thing, but if you don't know sort of homework, if you don't know sort of, you know, social media situations, if you don't know, that's okay. I mean, A, you can put your hands up and maybe they can teach you how wonderful. Yeah, and B, yeah. they can, just to realize that actually it's okay not to sort of have your finger on the pulse the whole time there's there's nothing wrong with that so I'm all for letting our children teach us I'm all for learning I mean we're learning parenting by the trip and fall method no one's been here in this situation especially in a pandemic but our parents parents parented so bloody differently um I'm rather my parents didn't have a clue what I was doing the majority of the time I was a latchkey kid do you know what I mean I would come in and I'd put the dinner on I would start doing things I had an awful lot of responsibility from a young age yeah yeah Yeah. and 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 I think that's different now and you know all of this is sort of oh snowflakes and they don't know they're born and that sense of entitlement I think I, that, that makes me so cross. Our, our um, kids, the sort of teen generation and the 20-somethings, they are so invested in this planet. They are so invested in sort of fair play. None of this, you know, I, I think, I, I sometimes feel very guilty at the world that we are handing over to our children. And um, they are wonderful, humorous, 
you know sort of uh, young people and I think we need to cut them some slack yeah. and be there to support them and um, do the very best that we can I love that I, I really do love that yeah and we we are handing them over something that potentially is is broken yes <laughs> you know, and 100% agree my, my elder two in particular are, are very eco-aware do you know yeah. what I mean they even down to the food that they eat you yeah. know what they can do personally yeah I had to think my mum's generation I love my mum's generation because I don't know I, I I started getting my milk delivered in a glass bottle to stop getting plastic that that was my thing and my mm. mum's mentality was well you doing that's not going to make no difference is it unless everybody does it and yeah. it's like but we've got to start somewhere. I'm not yeah. responsible for what everybody else is doing, but I am responsible for myself. And I think the younger generation are taking they, that on board. They get that. Yeah. They get yeah. that. Um, and they should be applauded for it. And 100%. I think we need yeah. To, we need to learn from, the, from, that, from our kids' generation because they have so much good to say. And I think it's that sense of arrogance that we have um, and the greed from the 80s and uh, it just I, I, I'll get off my soapbox but I, th fine. I think jump on your soap but I'm 100% behind you I, I don't think we give yeah. the young people credit for no. you know the, the way that they can not follow the the route that has gone before they're carving yeah. out their own path and finding a better way and I think we need to yeah. applaud that and and yeah. encourage it you know diversity and entrepreneurship and all those sort of yes things. Yeah. exactly exactly and we are encouraging we are always encouraging to our kids to stand on their own two feet to have a voice come on stand up for yourself blah 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 and then suddenly they do and we try and smack them down and I just think shame on us I think yeah. we need to applaud them and support them and just sort of you know learn from them yeah 100% and and we are you know it is a very different world you know what we are going through without the pandemic is, yeah. is very different but you know put that on top yeah it, it yeah. is starting to impact on on mental health of the, the whole nation yeah. you know whether it's elderly people feeling isolated and on their own in shielding or whether it's the younger ones not being able to do my son's not doing what a normal 16 year old lad no. should be doing at no. all no. <laughs> yeah and that is going to impact on him Absolutely. And I think we have to be mindful of that and we have to cut everyone some slack and be it the, you know, parents working at home or the kids not being able to get out or, as you say, the elderly. But it's just but also I think the thing is, is that we sort of, you know, if you read the headlines, it sort of goes, you know, the, the, our, the mental health of our youth is going to be affected, not just this year, but for generations or for decades to come. How doom and gloom? I mean, you know, I think one of the best things all of us can do is stop listening to the bloody media. Yeah. But, you know, I think the thing is, is no, hang on a minute. Yes, there are issues and yes, but how do we get around that? Rather than be the victim to this, well, let's be proactive and how can we make this better and how can we do the micro? How can we look after ourselves? How can we look after, um, you know, our sort of our own families so that, you know, just our little unit is going to get bigger and stronger and our kids are able to, you know, we are through this pandemic, we will help our children build resilience. We will help our children build the confidence of self rather than yeah. following the pack. And there are so many opportunities rather than sort of go, oh, well, we're all going to hell in a handcart. 
that's not the right message. Our yeah. message is to say to our children, we are giving you back the responsibility to do something for you and that you matter and you are good enough. And what do you want to do? Do you want to be the next Greta Thunberg or do you want to go and build a tree house in the, in the back garden? Or do you want to, I don't know, sort of renovate old motorcycles or, you know, it's not all about homeschooling. It's not all about having to get the grades of the GCSEs and the A-levels that actually aren't happening any longer. Yeah. Let's, give our kids the opportunity to grow in a different way and I think that's you know I do think this is an opportunity for our children to come out the other side having more common sense having more yeah. creativity you know they, they've been stuck in the education system yeah. where they you know it's like a production line they come in at one end and they follow this route and come out the other whereas now that you know they can spread their wings they can look at doing things differently yeah you know, one, one chap I'm sort of coaching and he, he's in um, lower six and he was sort of saying, do you know what? I said, he said in lockdown, a bit like me, he said in lockdown, I started a podcast. He said, I'd never have had the time to do that yeah. if I was doing my real studies, you yeah. know, the air quotes. But and he just sort of said and he is now able to get his voice out and he's, he's collaborating with a mate and they've gone international and it's really exciting. And wow. he's building that entrepreneurial sort yeah. of, you know, well, not everyone else in my class is doing this. So go me. You know, yeah. so it's really yeah. cool. That's it. And I think, you know, looking on the positive side, what we are in now is giving children you know, they need to think outside the box. Being creative, yeah. it's been knocked out of a lot of children yeah. by just going through the education process. You know, music and art and dance and drama and all those things are at the bottom of the ladder now. Because, you know. yes, because it's not on the league tables and yeah. because, you know, it is, you're quite right. And, and I mean, I've got, I've got teachers um, in my family, I've got a number of them, and the stresses that they are under and, you know, they, so I, I don't want to bash schools, um, you know, the, th the thing is, is that they are trying to teach in a way that they've never been trained to teach. They're trying to teach kids sort of, you know, without even being able to sort of, you know, see half of what's going on in their own environment. And this is all alien to everyone. And so I think the thing is, is that we need to, it, we need to lower the bar a tiny bit, but yeah. to give us, you know, treat everyone with kindness and compassion. It, it costs nothing. Let's not start judging people left, right and centre and yeah. saying sort of what a crap job they're doing. And, you know, but it is giving our kids the opportunity to have control about the curriculum that they're learning or whatever it is, you know, giving them well, I was going to say more choice, but they probably don't feel as though they've got it when they're no. sort of stuck at home and unable to get out. Yeah. And and what I say to my son all the time is, that, you know, I get it's not ideal at the moment. This is just a process. You know, the, the lessons that you have to go through and everything, we, we've all been there. And I'm not saying it's right, but when you come out the other end, that's when you can make decisions. That's yeah. when you have a choice. That's when you can say, you know, I want to go to uni or I don't. Yeah. I want to be creative. I want to be a vlogger or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not it's not like this for the rest of your life. 
well, this is, I, I, I was sort of reading something somewhere, I can't even remember where it was, and there was this woman who was sort of commenting, she said she's hearing so many parents going, oh my gosh, I've, I've lost all hope, my child's lost a whole year of, of, you know, academic education. She said she was, she lost four years of schooling due to the, um, you know, the, the, the uh, battles, the wars in Sarajevo. And she said, and she came out the other side and she, since then she's got an MSc. Since then, you know, she's sort of written papers. And, and she said, losing four years was shit. And yeah, it was, you know, worse than us sitting there with our sort of flat screen tellers and our full bars or our yeah. full fridges. She said, it was, it was hell. And from an education point of view, it sort of hit pause for a while, but it didn't stop. It didn't go off the rails. She was able to pick it up later. And our kids will be able to do that. And the bonus is, one hopes, our kids will be able to have the emotional maturity to deal slightly better with yeah. all this education that's thrown at them. You know, they're expected to learn by rote and sort of, you know, just just sort of churn the right stuff out. And, and maybe we are going to give our children the opportunity of slightly more inquiring minds. Who knows? Time yeah. will tell. And personally, um, I, I believe vehemently in, in lifelong learning. Yes. You know, this isn't a one hit. This isn't your one chance yeah. at getting grades or achieving something. Yeah. We learn until the day we no longer breathe in my and, and I think I think that's the thing I, I mean I've just sort of you know sort of I'm doing a load of online courses myself and god the January sales are great because there's sort of, you know, <laughs> this, and, and it, the point is is that actually now I'm doing this out of choice rather yeah. than being told I am inhaling it more I'm loving it I yeah. am you know I'm learning about more about the brain than I, I, I ever could have done doing biology a level and and it's it's yeah, it's really exciting. So uh, that, that's the bonus is if our child, you know, they might not even choose to go on to different edge or further education, but they will have the opportunity, still will have the opportunity to do so. It might just look slightly different, yeah. but it's not going to, you know, it, it's not all, um, all is not lost. No. Yeah. And, and again, you know, different isn't always a bad thing. Precisely. Well, I think it would be lovely if the education system could get a bit of a shake up. Yeah. So we don't have to learn about logarithms and calculus and battles of, you know, the, the dates of battles when actually what we should be learning is what I've just talked today is how to communicate with one another better, how to build stronger relationships, because as we're seeing in business, you know, of, of late of the last few years, business is all about communication. It's all about building relationships. I would much rather do business with someone that I've got a relationship with rather than not. I mean, it, you know, yeah. that, that ethos, we're, we're sort of, you know, understanding the importance of communication more. So we really should be teaching that and emotional intelligence to our kids now. 100%, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's the not emotional the, literacy, yeah. emotional it's, it's, intelligence, yeah. yeah. It's not on the curriculum yet, yeah. um, but we're, we're, we're beginning to make changes, which is good to see. Yeah, maybe when the kids go back, they'll start to do it themselves naturally. It's part of evolution, I think. Isn't the it? next generation will pick yeah. up and, and run with certain things and further, yeah. yeah. Hurrah. And that's where we should be learning as adults. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've so enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, um, Bella. Do you want to just, I will put a, a write up on the, you know, the, the links and everything, but do you want to just let people know how they can contact you or, or see yeah, you? Yeah. Um, 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 
kaigram.com is um, where you'll sort of find me. Oh, I know Instagram and Facebook, uh, C-A-I Graham. So you'll find me wherever you want to look for me. Um, my, uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but um, the, if you want to have a download of the, um, that exercise, it's kaigram.com forward slash three questions. Or Brilliant. Um, and yeah, so that, that's how you can get hold of me. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Take care. Bye.